Blog Talk Radio. Hope you guys are having a great Sunday. Listen, I was just taking down some notes. I've been dealing with some photo infringement cases over the week, this last week. And uh, I have some new tips for you, some things I want you to know if you're getting a letter, one of these copyright infringement letters from pick rights or image rights. Uh, sometimes it's Higby and Associates from Santa Ana, California. And you get letters. Basically, uh, a lot of times what we see is pictures or photos, artwork, illustrations, things put on your website. A lot of times a company website and uh, you know, artists and photographers, they use things. They do reverse image search and web scans to find their photos on your website. When they find them on your website, that's when you get what we call the love letter. It's not really called that. That's what we call it. But um, then they come and seek money from you. Yes, they come and seek money from you and tell you to take it down. And, and uh, essentially, long story short, they want to get infringement fees and recovery fees and things like that. So that's kind of the, the, the general overview. But I wanted to give you my five top tips, Attorney Steve, top tips from the trenches, photo lawyer trenches. Okay, so here's some of the things. And, and, and I'm going to try to go in order of, of what I think is most important. Number one, um, I had a, a client of mine tell me the other day, and we do these low-cost uh, consultations if you get a letter to, uh, what do we charge, 225? 225. It's a half-hour consultation. I review your documents and kind of give you some tips and insights. But um, I was speaking with a call the other day, and he said, you know, I made a mistake. I said, what'd you do? He said, I called in. I, you know, I got the, I got the letter, and I called in, and uh, the first thing I noticed, I said, this call is being recorded. And he says, I kind of really wasn't really thinking about it. So I kept talking and they asked me, you know, um, did you do it? Well, yeah, it was on my site. And they said, how much can you afford? And he said, well, you know, I don't know, 1500. And then he realized he's like, oh my God, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be on the phone, like admitting this. And so he got off the phone, hung up and he called our office for a consultation. But that's what I want you guys to realize. Tip number one, if it was me, and I got one of these letters. The last thing in the world I'm going to do is call them up, uh, have a chat with one of their uh, copyright agents, or sometimes you might get a copyright attorney. But uh, a lot of time you get these what they call specialists or copyright uh, specialists, I think is what they call them. And they're looking for the goods. And so if you call up and somebody's tape recording you and you agree to keep talking, you're pretty much consenting to the call. So like one thing I would never do, pick up the phone, get on, and now you're talking to these professionals. They may be taping you. They may trying to gauge if you did it or not. They may be trying to gauge how much money you can afford. And you really don't want to give them this kind of information. You're giving them like a leg up uh, right off the bat, right, if, right off before you even know is maybe there's fair use rights or maybe there's a thin copyright, other kinds of things. So before you call them, you should maybe consider, I'm not saying you have, you have to do it, but consider what I'm saying here, but consider getting a legal consultation from a copyright attorney who's done a lot of these cases as we have. So number one tip, don't call them. Don't call them. Don't get on tape. 
Um, not a good way to start the case. It's probably going to end up working against you in the long run. Number two, take the photo down. Take the photo down. Unless you are really positive you have a license or you have the legal rights to use it or you are 100% positive you have a fair use defense, those kinds of things, I would go ahead and take the image down, at least for the meanwhile, at least while you're looking things, uh, talking things over. And the reason for that is if, if somebody says, hey, take down my photo, you got my photo on your blog, and you say, no, I'm not going to do it. And then they send you a letter next week, take it down. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay, well, at some point it becomes willful, and a willful infringement can end up costing you more than, let's say, a non-willful infringement, okay? So it's important to me, step number two, tip number two, I would take the photo down unless I was 100% certain I had, had the rights, and that's not always easy. Um, so there is my tip number two. Number three, I want to ask if you, if sometimes in the packet that you get from the, from the company, say it's Higby, uh, sometimes you will get a copy of the copyright registration and it will say, here's the registration. It was registered with the United States Copyright Office. Here's the registration number. You can see who the owner of the copyright is, what the, what the project is. Um, and so you can tell if they have a valid copyright, many times I've seen, not all times, but many times I've seen, they are willing just to show it to you right in advance. That way, you know, they have a copyright. Now, why is that important? Well, uh, last year sometime, I think it was maybe about a year, year and a half ago now, the fourth estate case came down. That was a United States Supreme Court case that said if somebody wants to file a copyright infringement action, they need to have first registered their copyrighted work, whether it's a book, a movie, a film, a video, you know, lyrics, you know, anything, or photos. They have to be registered if they want to go file in a court of law. Now, if you don't file, you don't have to file. You still have a copyright, but it just means you can't go to court, okay? And that's where a lot of the leverage from these settlements come is, you know, we're going to sue you in court. We're going to sue you. Um, and so that's what makes people go, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to go into federal court. This is going to, this is going to be crazy. I got too many things going on. So my tip number three, I, if you don't know that it's registered, ask, can I please get the registration? There's no reason to be huffy and puffy about it. Just ask, can I please get the registration? If they have the registration, they ha they're going to have a little more leverage in trying to negotiate an out of court settlement. If they don't have the registration, uh, in my opinion, it puts you in a stronger position to negotiate a, a much better deal because usually that means they're not going to register it and um, usually means they're not going to be able to go to court on that. So that's what I want to know. It's a fair, friendly question. Where's the copyright registration with the United States Copyright uh, Office? That's what I would like to see. So there's your tip number three. Get that. That'll kind of give you a better idea of where you stand. Um, tip four, I have negotiating a deal. Now, this is, you know, not always the easy part. Um, this is sometimes why we have companies that just want to hire us. They say, you do it. You know, they want, you know, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. We'd rather just hire you and get the best deal. But negotiating a deal, this can take time. Um, you are dealing with professional negotiators who negotiate these deals all day long. Most of them, that's what they're doing all day long. And, um, you know, it's like anything else. They're going to start really high. You're going to start low. And keep in mind that copyright infringement is a strict liability 
offense. It, it means it's liability without fault. So even if you didn't really intend to injure someone, which is many times the case, many times somebody will find an image on Google and say, oh, I, you know, I thought it was licensed for reuse. I didn't know there was some uh, Creative Commons thing on there where I had to give an attribution and I didn't do it. Such a ticky tack little thing, but we've seen photographers use this kind of, kind of, uh, strategy, if you will, to go after people. Oh, you didn't give me the attribution, you know, those kinds of things. But um, you're always best off licensing your photos. That's what I do. I use uh, paid sites. I use iStock Photo, which I like. I have no interest, financial interest in them, but I like iStock Photo. And I'm always licensed. So if anybody ever says anything, which I have never had the problem, I say, hey, I'll show you my receipts. I'll show you my bills. I'll pay for everything I use. And I try to use it within the terms of the license. But in settling your case, just realize there's a difference between innocent infringement and willful infringement. If you're that person that had the photo up, never took it down, you just refused to take it down, and you wanted to fight, 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 and just, or, you know, that kind of thing, it's, it could be deemed willful. You could be paying higher penalties. If it's something innocent, maybe you took a photo that's a, landscape photo or photo of a building something that's really kind of like a more generic and more you know more what we would call like a thin copyright you know how many different ways are there to shoot a picture of a hammer you know there's nothing special about a photo of a hammer you know what i mean so but you know things there's a very low bar for creativity i'm going to do a blog on this so you're going to want to make sure you bookmark my channel but uh, the, the thin bar the thin line the thin hoop, if you will, of creativity that you have to show to have a copyright. It's a very thin line, meaning you don't have to be all that creative, but there are some things that are not copyrightable. And, and, and so you want to look at these things. You want to, if you can find out what the artist or photographer, how much they're selling their works for, that can be a helpful guide in negotiating a settlement. But again, I, I usually think that you're going to want to use a couple different, you're going to start low, you're going to want to use some lower bumps, you know, you may want to start down at 200, which is what I like, which is innocent infringement. There are some case law that it could be innocent infringement. So starting there and working where you have to get, that's where the, the art of negotiation comes in. It's not easy for a lot of people that don't negotiate for a living, but just realize that it's they're going to want high, they're going to come down slow, you want low, and you're going to go up slow, and somewhere in the middle, there's going to be a deal. Now, um, to close out this podcast, I'm, I'm just also going to talk about the settlement agreement, okay? When you get the case settled, you finally get the terms you want, um, it's something you can afford, and this, that, and the other, um, you're going to want to make sure you've got a good settlement agreement from whichever company you're dealing with. And that needs to cover you, your company. It needs to cover your officers and your directors, agents, employees, representatives, those kinds of things. Um, and so sometimes you may want to have a law firm review your contract just to make sure it's a good settlement. Um, another tip is you may also want to make sure you're releasing all other photos, whether they're known or unknown. Um, those are two very big tips. We also like to make sure we're getting confidentiality um, in our agreements so they can't post a, a, a PR post that says, hey, we just settled with ABC Company. Um, so we like to get confidentiality. Those are kind of three of the big things we look for. There can be other things involved, like if you're dealing with webmasters and things like that. And 
and there's accusations they were involved as well. There's different things that you may want to have a lawyer look at your contract to make sure it's good. But um, those are my five tips. Uh, and again, I did several cases this week, and that's why this is kind of fresh on my mind. Um, but again, I just calling in to these call center-like things where they're taping you now from what I'm hearing and asking you how much you can afford. I mean, I just don't like that. I just don't think it's going to help you to get on the phone and, and try to reason your way into uh, a low settlement. If you think you might have fair use, think you might have an other defense, like a license, um, give us a call. We offer, like I said, the low-cost um, consultation. It's a half-hour review of your paperwork, your case, and a discussion with yours truly. That alone is worth its price. So at any rate, um, I hope you guys are having a great Sunday. I hope this has been some great tips if you're dealing with this. Um, there is a lot of companies going after this. I do see this as a increasing area. I'm seeing more and more of these cases. More and more artists are figuring out that there is gold in them dar hills. Gold in them dar hills. So this is general legal information only, not legal advice, not a substitute for legal advice. But I'm going to be back this week with some great videos. So make sure you're checking me out on my video channel. We just broke 23,000 subscribers, 23,000. We're doing well. And you can find that at attorneystevevideos.com. That's attorneystevevideos.com. Make sure you subscribe to that. Hit that note bell so you can get the new videos that come out. But that's it. Attorney Steve out here helping you guys all out and giving you the information to, to be better in law. Be better in law. Okay. Have a great day. I got to run. And we'll be back. Bye now.